Hello and welcome to the first playoff edition of the Warriors All 82 podcast. Guess who makes it? Guess who makes it? We have one absence, but I promise I'd be here for at least this one. It's a win, so Marcus is in there just like wax and poetic coming up. <laughs> is with he just, still uh, I didn't even see him. I guess he's still riding in there. I, I, I am done. I am done. We finished our stories. People be eager to read them tonight. There's lots to write about. Yeah, um, you know, a, a pretty a convincing Warriors win. Uh, you know, it didn't. It started a little slow. They they brought Curry off the bench. Uh, decided kind of late in the process because of the minutes restriction. And apparently, Steph had watched the way Clay Thompson really kind of struggled in his opening weeks with that extremely long break where you start the game. If you're going to finish halves. It's hard to start on a minute of restriction. That's. I mean, I thought they'd start him just because he's Steph. But if you do look at it, then you're you're sitting basically an entire quarter, which could be 40 minutes, whatever, before you get back into close. So that makes sense. It, it, it made sense. It also gives Kerr the easy out of not having to make up his mind about Looney or Poole if, if Steph is not starting, uh, because that is going to be a lingering question. I think it's like, well, hey, I'll, I'll yeah. tell you, the mind was made up. He was going to start. Looney and like Jordan Poole was going to come off the bench if Steph Curry wanted to start Jordan Poole would have come off the bench tonight now as we will both talk about Jordan Poole still would have played 30 minutes and will play 30 minutes it's just at this point the expectation in this particular matchup is Jordan Poole will come off the bench now one thing Steph Curry doing in this process is also showing Jordan Poole like you accept those type of things um, yes, yes. You know what no I mean? Que- no it, question. No, we're getting a deep co- concepts already right off the bat here. But, yes, uh, there's some interesting byplay throughout this. But, uh, you know, I think it's very comfortable for me to say as being someone who has been one of the lone pool skeptics late in the season. He is showing every bit of what he has to or more. He was fantastic. He was fantastic tonight. They were deferring to that was part. Like hey, we'll talk about. It. He comes in. They play that five man group that we've been talking about for the first time ever, according to Slater Research, which I trust. That it, Wiggins, Draymond, and then three guards: Clay, Poole, Curry. Uh, had never played together and hadn't played together in this game until 4:23 left in the second quarter Warriors are down by one then give up a bucket so they're down by three with these guys on the floor together and guess who makes the first two buckets Jordan Poole Jordan Poole Draymond sets up pull for three does not get an assist for it I seem to recall Draymond being very much involved in that but whatever and then Draymond hits uh no I think Steph hits uh pull on a back cut left five points bam and then it just goes 18 to four runs. Clay hits a three step. It has a back cut. It's just things are flying all over the place. And I'm sure you would agree. It just looked like they'd done this before. It looked like this is something that they are built to do. I didn't even write this, write it that well, but I'm saying it. And they had never played together before in a basketball game. Yeah, you know, a lot of that is because uh, a lot of them have played together. Now, it's not this, like, five-man amoeba that has moved around, but, like, Jordan Poole and Draymond Green, particularly over the last, like, three weeks, got a really good rhythm together, doing a lot of the Steph Curry stuff. You know, Steph and Jordan Poole spent the first few months, like, as the starting backcourt of the best team in the league. Clay Thompson. played together last year. Yeah, Clay Thompson, I think, over the last month, you know, playing next to Jordan Poole is like, you know, basically like a Steph Clay, uh, you know, uh, they to me got a rhythm and, and Clay talked about it last night. He's become more comfortable like, oh, I can be, I believe he said kind of like running off pin downs and being the off ball sniper uh, because he suddenly became more comfortable and known, oh, I don't need to be the on ball guy. Jordan Poole can be the on ball guy. And then the other thing is like when the talent is at 
offensive talent is at such a level like they can figure it out and like Jordan Poole right now over the last month and a half is playing like he's like mid-prime Damian Lillard mid-prime <laughs> Steph Curry I mean that's just the reality I, I he's like, the most dynamic of them while Steph gets back up to speed Jordan Poole and it felt like that that he was the most dynamic and they were okay like that's it he's the most dynamic we'll run over here and you get the ball and then you kick it to us after you made the defense move uh, and this is, yeah, I, I asked Kerr, I think, and Paul about it yesterday. Like, can you have two guys running the Steph stuff with Clay? Like, and they're like, yeah, absolutely. And guess what? <laughs> Again, Denver's not a great defensive team. They don't have a defensive stopper, do not have one. And they will find teams that do have two or three of them. But this is, it's playoffs. Like, in any playoff game where you play like this, you get full credit for, especially when it's the first time those five have been out there. Wiggins looked very comfortable being the fourth option. Like, it just seemed to order it correctly. Um, and as Steph pointed out very clearly, they got to play defense, right? You must play defense if you're sized like that. And, you know, they don't have Andre Iguodala out there with us. This is, you know, this is a group that had been had Kevin Durant with them, and they don't have those guys. So the Clay, Steph, and Poole for sure are not known for their defense have to play better defense, and they did. And they were tough. They toughed it out again. Denver's not a great team, but a solid team. And they were outclassed by that five, so no question. Yeah, and, you know, it's something they knew. I came in and actually asked Mike Malone about that threesome. You know, we're talking about the fivesome, but you know, I'm talking about the three-guard lineup that, you, you know, they, they knew was coming because we know the numbers of plus 96 and under 29 minutes in the regular season, including plus 24 and, like, 12 minutes against them. And Malone basically compared it to the Portland trio that they faced in the first round last year when it was McCollum, Norman Powell, and Lillard. And was like, he said it was it's that on steroids, basically. And then mentioned, he actually grouped in Draymond and Wiggins and said, we know we're going to face that lineup a bunch. Honestly, it was probably played too little tonight. I mean, I it, now that's because of well, Steph's minutes restriction. They could have finished with them tonight, and they played yeah, them for like thirty to. seconds and took yeah. them out because they were up by sixteen or whatever. But. Yeah, but to me, that's like potentially the starting lineup in the Memphis series. Now we're looking far too, too much down the line, or the Minnesota series. Oh yeah, you know, <laughs> one zero. Uh, but uh, it they were yeah, what was it? Looney was like minus seven in the first half and they were up by 14 like he just well, like you know poor Looney it's it's what he does he's it's not his fault he's not gonna score like that it's just he can hold down the fort they can't play it's like the death lineup or it's like Hampton's five you can't play the whole game like this I think except for at certain times like they played the Houston series in 18 like that you just can't do it a whole playoffs but you can focus it you know build to it that's what the Warriors like to do. They like building towards their best lineup and then just go bam, and now we can see it. Yeah, I think if you were sculpting like the perfect uh, rotation against this Denver team, if they if they were super scared of the Denver team and Steph was on like no minutes restriction, I think you'd actually start that lineup and then have Looney basically back Draymond up, and then you're just like anytime Draymond's off the floor, it's Looney guarding Jokic, but. You know, it it seems to me, especially because Denver at this point is not th- doesn't seem to be a threat to them. They're they're like you said, more building to that lineup. Um, but you they're they're uh, down one with four twenty three left in the first half, and then they finally put that lineup on the floor, and then they're up uh, eleven at halftime. They go eighteen six in the final four twenty three. That's the deciding pocket of the game. It's why you wrote about it. You know, I kind of detailed it in, in, in some of my writing too. And it's just they can't guard it. Because Jokic 
is guarding Draymond and Draymond's just setting all these DHOs and high screens and off ball screens for these three deadly shooters. And not only is Jokic like struggling to kind of get out in space and, 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 and kind of reach the level of the screen and get to these guys, but the other problem Denver has is like they don't have very good perimeter defenders. You look at the film, like Will Barton's getting easily juked out, and Austin Rivers is like way too handsy. He's running into Steph, and Steph's getting a three shot foul. Monte Morris, I mean, he's okay, but. Aaron Gordon, who I did call Drew Gordon in the postgame presser, I don't know why. Aaron Gordon is supposed to be a pretty good defensive player. I've seen him be pretty good. He was not good tonight. He was not good on either side tonight. Uh, and barked at Clay and might, might have got Clay going a little bit tonight too. Um, yeah, they're not like they're just not a classic playoff team. They've got the best player in the league probably, but they just don't have a lot of stuff. And that's why the Warriors like this matchup. Is like they can handle one guy. Like one guy. I mean, Jokic would score twenty six, whatever he did. It was I mean, twenty five points on twenty five yeah, shots. They'll take that every single day of the year. And th- this is why there's just not a- other things. You know, they don't have two-way guys. They don't necessarily have a lot of one-way standout guys. It's Monty Morris. It's you know, it's it's guys that just don't like you can handle this stuff. So it's a good time to run their stuff again. It's not going to look like this, you know, against better teams. Phoenix for sure would have ways to, to slow this down, but. This is the Warriors at their best. We saw the Warriors like figuring out what their best is. This is their best. And it's easy to say. It's easy to just kind of theorize. This is it. And then they're going to have to figure out what you know, this group is going to get hurt defensively at times. But, man, if they're hitting those threes and they're whipping the ball around like that, it's going to be dangerous for anybody to play, absolutely anybody to play. Yeah, and the way this, you know, you mentioned the defensive concerns of playing that three-yard lineup. Well, the way to solve that is two things. Number one, Wiggins needs to play physically, and he did. He had nine rebounds. I thought it was a pretty good Wiggins night. He had some key buckets early when they were still kind of, like, trying to get into the game. Uh, and then the big thing is, like, Draymond Green just needs to be awesome. And Draymond Green was awesome on both ends tonight. You know, I, I think he finished with something like 12-9-6 type of line. That a three few he hit wasn't like the game winner but it got so that was like the first time i went well that felt like oracle because i think people were just excited and then all of a sudden his clock's running down and he shoots that it was like over his head three whatever it was boom and i I stared he stared in the direction of joe lake i can't tell if it was right at joe lake but it was like he looked right over it her was smiling about it it just was like it was an or that was an oracle feel certainly that this this lineup was an oracle feel because we've seen it so often in their best seasons and that moment it, it, it wasn't as loud as oracle this, this place will never be as loud as oracle unless maybe metallica is playing but um that felt that kind of vibe of the, look, these things are happening this positivity can continue not just for one game but for four series we'll see uh it's still hard for me to see them getting past either Memphis or Phoenix or them both if they have to play them both. But, okay, I'm now saying, okay, this is, if they're going to, this is how they're going to do it. You had them play Minnesota about five could minutes ago. Could be Minnesota. Could be Minnesota. Um, yeah, well, it wasn't – like, he played Jokic so well. Him and Looney did, but it was just the – Ability to stand the ground, turn Jokic a few times, force him into four dribbles, you know, make him take a tough hook shot. He's making half of them or so. 
but it's uh, like he just avoided fouls so well and Jokic only gets two free throw attempts which you know I know in the regular season series it's something Malone brought up pregame was I think he said they averaged 29 free throw attempts per game in the regular season match I don't remember the final total from Denver but the fact that Jokic is one of two that doesn't slow the game down that doesn't you know make he Kerr have to kind of like maneuver with foul trouble nobody was in foul trouble at any point they're not playing a set defense yeah, you know they're you know it's just they're 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 being able to move around. The so much was in half transition, mini transition, delayed transition, where they just get the drag screen, boom, Clay goes up for a three, um, and you know Jokic didn't play great. He's still really good, but he also didn't have those zing passes to a wide open guy uh, who buries a three. Like some of them were open, but they were not hitting the threes. And well, yeah, they're not, yeah. there was one, and it was one that Iguodala kind of got mad at Poole about because. Jokic spun baseline and then Poole who was guarding Rivers in the corner kind of goes up and their rule you know if Jokic is spinning baseline he's hitting the corner guy and he made a sweet you know it was a really nice pass to the corner and Austin Rivers bricked it but of course Iguodala still wants to you know call Poole over for the lesson but that's almost the story to me of the night defensively where it's like the Warriors were extremely locked into the point that Iguodala is calling out like something that didn't even burn them and also Jokic doesn't have help. He's zinging a sweet pass over to Austin Rivers, who's breaking it. He's throw, he's getting double teamed by Draymond a couple times, and because Draymond's leaving Aaron Gordon, because Aaron Gordon can't hit anything. He looked terrible today. He looked terrible. Like that is a kind of player the Warriors love playing. He just hesitant to shoot, and then when he does is shooting, it's just not coming close, and wasn't that you know they could they could sag off of him. Uh, it just. This is not setting up well. And we knew this, right? We knew this going in. The Denver was a nice matchup for the Warriors. Um, and it's playing out that way. And then, you know, maybe the Warriors, you know, they get Steph up to speed. You get Clay feeling good. You get Poole, his first playoff game, uh, first playoff action. Uh, you, know, they, you know, they play 10 tonight and you know, can get Kaminga. I mean, 10 in the regular rotation. You get Kaminga in there, get 11. Like, this is a nice beginning for them. Uh, and we'll see. Again, as Clay said, it doesn't matter if they lay an egg on Monday. It just doesn't feel like that's going to happen. Like, it just doesn't feel like that is in the cards for them uh, in this matchup. And then they kind of can sit back and, and, and watch it go. But um, we'll, we'll, we're talking about his lineup. And I, I, now we got to come up with a nickname for this lineup. That's, that's the next goal. That's the goal for you and me and everyone else. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I'm of the school of thought that like nicknames present themselves organically. Yeah, they should. You know, like, you know, you came up with the legendary the Hamptons five nickname, but like you weren't sitting there, no. you know, in your room, you know, <laughs> scribbling through like ninety-five options, and then we're finally like, I've got it. I was not. I was on live TV. It just popped in my head. So, um, hopefully, something like that happens with this. If it, it continues to be a very good lineup, I offered two terrible examples in my column that people will read tonight. 
but uh, we'll see. I mean, something could come very naturally. Uh, but let it come. Don't it, force. Yeah, yeah. Don't push it. Don't push it. Be aggressive. Don't be aggressive. Uh, so <laughs> Steph kind of put it on me, though, right? He kind of put it on me tonight. So we'll we'll see what I can come up with. We'll see what we all can come up with. And the right one when it happens will be obvious to everybody. Unless I do it by accident, it ain't gonna be me because I'm not gonna be sitting here <laughs> brainstorming. Um, you just need to like have terms floating. That's what happened with Hamptons Five. I just had that term floating in my head, and then bam, I spit it out. So we'll see what we can do. Yeah, you know. I want to try to concoct ways like Denver steals one. You know, like yeah. Denver makes this interesting. They need to be better on the glass. The Warriors, it was 41-35 Warriors, uh, rebounding advantage, 10-9 in offensive rebounds. The Warriors only turned the ball over 12 times, whereas didn't it feel early? Denver was really getting into them early. Suddenly it's like a lot of Kavon Looney action, and like Bielitsa took like four shots right when he was on the floor, and they were kind of frantic shots, and it felt like Denver was in it was kind of enforcing its will a little bit and and the Warriors look scattered like there could have been some pick sixes that they that Denver didn't oh, yeah. catch oh, yeah. and you turn the Warriors over and you beat them up on the glass like to me Jokic has and to really try to beat down them. a couple times yeah. <laughs> like he does tend to do but the ball uh, yeah. kept going back yeah, oh, to no, like they got ricochet, lucky a couple they had a couple double ricochet so there's yeah less the, the Warriors weren't playing great Steph was off early and I, I think Clay said it um as, as you would imagine, two weeks off and coming off a foot injury. So, like, yeah, there's ways that Denver show that they can get into the Warriors, but it was the Warriors not playing great. The way that the, – I mean, I'm looking at it, like I'm trying to figure out a way other than Jokic scoring 50 for the Nuggets to win a game. And, I, I mean, who – Monty Morris going to score 30? Maybe that could happen. Will but. Barton had 24 tonight. Yeah. You know, he could have a big night. Bones Highland now the, the Warriors threw Gary Payton – on Bones Highland to try to slow him. They did. Monty Morris could get hot for three. They, they, you know, they did not put the big heat on Monty Morris. They put uh, other guys. So, you know, maybe they would, they're not as worried. About, I thought I thought Monty Morris would, is the other yoke, other offensive player, other you know besides Jokic, who is by far the, the top. That would, would worry the Warriors, but I don't think that was the case. I think they were worried about other players. Yeah, I mean, look, they'll need they'll – need, Gordon to obviously hit some threes. Like they need different breaks within it. But also I think strategically you saw in that stretch like where Jokic was very much ex- exploited at towards the end of it you could tell he was trying to switch off Draymond. And I think in uh, I don't want to say it's an easy fix for Denver but something I would expect to happen going into game 2. I think in particularly in the lineup we were talking about they're going to have Jokic like guard Wiggins. There's yeah. you know Wiggins is planted in the corner put him on have Gordon guard great Draymond yeah. because Draymond while he theoretically is the guy you sag off and it's who you'd want Jokic on every time they're hitting threes it's because Draymond is yeah. screening. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's one way to like try to combat that particular you could lineup. Put, you could even put Barton on Draymond, right? Just so you get the pre-switch. So you know, again, we'll Just see. Not Jokic yeah. yeah, on Draymond. Yeah, Michael Malone's a good coach. Uh, I'm sure there are things he can do. But there's hack. Good. They might yeah, hack. Well, I thought point. that was going to happen. I did think that was going to happen. I think it will. But yeah. this was probably the game. Like he, they didn't have. That to me, that's a second half thing to do to slow it down in an important moment and maybe tense some people up. I felt like he knew. 
like this wasn't the game to like unleash. I that. guess so, but I would do it just to put it in their heads again. Like yeah. I'm doing this, guys. So when you get that possession with six minutes left in third quarter and we're in the penalty, <laughs> like you better worry about this again. Yeah. It, it might. Happen. I mean, you could, it's still a long series, so it could happen next game, and there would be three, three, four, five games of it. But uh, like Wiggins have, <laughs> I think Wiggins was three for four, but one of those looks so bad. I thought, oh wait a minute, now we're beginning to hack period here. Uh, we'll see, we'll see. But you got yeah, you got Draymond, you got oh, who's hitting his free throws now, by the way. But you got Looney and you got Wiggins. It's still three guys that they could attack in, in, in a foul situation. Yeah. Anything else from this game? Oof. I'm just trying to think of like a, a Nuggets good player, like like moments that were some like you said just. Barton had 20. I didn't even know Barton had like it just didn't feel like he ten did. of eighteen. Yeah. He had a couple like transition buckets. Like to, I mean, he was there. I felt like you like you knew Pasano back, so that could change thing or whatever his name is. Facundo. Uh, I mean, <laughs> he, he could lay some thump out there. You don't want to come off the screen and have him standing there. Well, one thing I, I mean, I don't think he's going to be some massive factor in the series. But part of the issue tonight is like you just didn't have guards that were like defending yeah. well or getting into Steph or or Pool. I could see them throwing him out there to just no, be a yeah, pest on Pool for a little bit. Yeah, absolutely, like it's another body that that you know maybe hit a shot or two. It's just hard to see. They just Warriors outclassed them. That's just it was period outclassed them and. You know, they can go to this lineup. They don't even have to go to that lineup necessarily, but they will. Uh, and then, you know, then, and none of them actually got super hot. Like, what if happens if Steph throws in eight threes? Like, that can happen at any time. Clay could go for nine. Like, you know, these are things that are there for them that are have not happened yet in the series, and they already look like they're way better. So, again, famous last words, but I've covered a lot of Warriors opening series games and when they look like this it very rarely turns out that they get beaten this and they might lose a game or two but when they look like this it's not going to be a long series yeah i mean look it's when you we're sitting here trying to craft ways for denver to win games like it's like a lot has a stinker like that's very possible yeah, honestly, I would consider tonight for him like 25, 10, good. and 6, good, needing 25 shots, yeah. only getting to the line it wasn't, twice. It wasn't you, you, know, you know where he can really affect the game more? He's got to hit some threes. Yeah, I think John play. Hollinger put it in like our live blog, yeah. but he said his three tailed off towards the end of the season. Yeah, it and good. It did not look good tonight. And it, he was taking them, but it did not look good. If you go back to the bubble playoff run they had where they went deep to the West Finals and, and I th- took the Lakers to six in the West Finals, uh, Jokic was, like, hitting 40-something percent of his threes. Like, in that first-round series against, I think it was Utah, where they came back from 3-1, he was hitting, like, three or four threes a game. Like, he was wide open for threes tonight. Clearly, that's something the Warriors are, like, somewhat willing to give up. And he went 0-4 from oh, three. Four, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so. 12-25-0-4, only one or two from line, 10 rebounds. Six assists, three turnovers. Yeah, he's not good. Minus 19. Again, not his fault, but <laughs> they're not going to win when Nikola Jokic is minus 19. That is not going to happen. No, because they're like the worst team in basketball when he's off the floor. <laughs> Demarcus Cousins, come on. It was incredible. I mean, got tossed. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, quick opening, quick closing <laughs> for Demarcus. <laughs> he got tossed in like, what, seven minutes yeah, of playing Can time? we, by the way, I know it'll never happen, but can we not have a Warriors fan reaction when I tweet out that, Scott Foster is one of the officials that this game is guaranteed to be a Warriors loss. Can we not? Like, how let's, many let's times? Let's be have, honest. Yeah, let's be right. honest. You tweeted that out this morning, knowing that. Oh, I knew. It oh, I knew. I knew. I mean, I, I obviously I knew, but 
Like, he's refereed some of their biggest wins ever. Like, and the game when Draymond There's did, not a fan yeah. base that doesn't think that's Scott true. Foster's that's out true. to good. That is true. And he's a pop-off, and we all know he does stuff like that. But, like, they have not lost a lot of Scott Foster-officiated games. In fact, they have won many of them. And... It just—it's a little—it's a little weird. Not weird. It's just—it's typical. But at some point, just don't go crazy when you see Scott Foster as official. He's just the same as everybody else when he wins and losses. Sometimes he does weird stuff, but it's—it's it's for both teams. Both teams end up not liking the guy, which might be a sign that he's a pretty good official. Well, the NBA considers him the best That's technical. The best, yes. Official, I mean, technical I, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> technicals and technical. Yeah, he clearly he's, he's going to be the finals referee. He's going to be all these things. So is Malloy. I mean, I don't think Malloy's is good, but Malloy's going to be a finals referee. That that's just the way that's going to go. It was a well. That I, third I, official was kind of doing some weird stuff, but I, I mean, I in general, it. in a playoff game, that is a well refereed yes, game. No that question. was officiated no just fine. No question. No question. And I think Foster games are usually like that. He goes off sometimes, but I don't. I think he. he if you're a visiting team, you don't mind Scott Foster, and that's a, that's a sign of a good official. He does not get intimidated by the crowd. All right, uh, game two is Monday. Pretty quick turnaround. Uh, Steph Curry wouldn't say if he is or isn't coming back to the starting lineup. That'll probably be decided in the coming days. I would say once his minute total gets towards 30, which should be pretty soon. What what was the restriction? They never said, but I bet you it was 24. Six, 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 six. Well, like you said, he would have played the last, like, where do they they pulled the starters with like three or four yeah. minutes left so you could add three or four minutes yeah. to his total it would have been 26 yeah six six or 24 to 26 yeah. um so it'll probably go up to like 28 maybe game two i could see him still coming off the bench just because it kind of worked Easier, but yeah i mean let man. me tell you like if they're down heading into the second oh. half he might be starting the, the games second. in denver he's he's starting he's starting uh but then the, and and Looney will probably will start, and, and it will be pulled off the bench, but Looney might play two minutes. Like it might be like four possessions, and then in comes and pull. And pull might not come off the court again after he's not starting. Like, like you, you just pin down those rotations, and if pull isn't starting, I don't know that he comes out again because he works with all the other groups because he's the, he's the only scorer, only lead scorer on the second unit. He's got to play that second, unless you're going to play Steph on the second unit, which they're not going just to. Say he's a max player. <laughs> twenty five million. I'm, I'm up to twenty five million dollars now. I'm up to twenty five million. Well, Depot Samuel money. The truth about, and I'll end with this: the truth about Jordan Poole's contract situation at this point, because of what he has done, is either the Warriors offer him the max this summer, or he says no thanks. We'll talk in restricted yeah. free agency because he's at least to the point where he what's, can be what's like the young max now. Is it 28, 29? twenty five percent of the cap? You know the okay, cap's yeah, always yeah. fluctuating, yeah. so you know it's it's it keeps going higher, just like all is contracts he, do. Is he a thirty million? Well, well, I mean, yeah, look, yeah. like we're talking about. I'm not trying to compare Russell yeah, Westbrook's contract, contract, but like you know, veteran max yeah. contracts now are heading towards the fifty million yeah. range, yeah. and so yeah. thirty is not you know thirty. Now is not what 30 used to be. He um, is going to make more than $25 million a year. Um, that's Tim Kawakami saying this. You can rip me all you want. I am now saying he's going to make more than $25 million a year. Yeah, I think he, I think he's going to get the max because of, because of the truth about restricted free agency is you just go get somebody else to pay you the max. Yes. And, and because it's just a extension eligibility this summer, it's not restricted free agency. I feel like it's just, is the max on the table? Yes or no. If it is, okay, accept it. If it isn't, we'll talk in restricted free agency. If he's the max and you know, he's very close, 
there's a whole other like are they going to keep Andrew Wiggins on this team like that's what this begins that's where the discussion begins so wow after a night Wiggins is solid <laughs> this is what you're bringing sorry up. Andrew sorry all right we're uh we'll talk to you Monday night after game two